0: Hey there and welcome back to another episode of Tourism Marketing Mastery. I'm your host, Eric Hattershite, and in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about the transition curve. Hey, my name is Eric Hattershite, and I'm part of a group of independent tourism operators that you've probably never heard of. We deliver experiences that are beyond a photo shoot. When they're not, we actually have to change our guests' lives. But because we don't have unlimited budgets like the big brands, we have to think differently. We have to be clever with our marketing. We need to reach our audiences to make the impact, but we also need to be profitable right from the start. Unfortunately, traditional education is about 20 years behind, and they aren't teaching us what we need to know. So we've decided to take matters into our own hands. We're sharing marketing tactics that work today because we are experienced masters, and what we do matters. Alright, so... Guess what, um, it's been a couple of weeks since I have posted my last podcast. This is the longest stretch I've ever gone, and I told myself I wouldn't wouldn't let it go this long, uh, but there's a reason for it. I just had a baby. Well, more importantly, or more correctly, I should say, my wife had a baby. I didn't have the baby, just to clarify for you guys. In case there was any confusion, it was definitely my wife that uh, that pushed that little girl out. So, I'm now a father, and I've got a little daughter, her name is Sienna McKaylee Hedderscheidt. She's beautiful, but she's also a real troublemaker. She's she's definitely thrown us for a loop. Um, And definitely the first few days were challenging. Uh, Char, my wife, had a very challenging delivery. Um, It went long, it was complicated, and she ended up um, hemorrhaging and losing a bunch of blood. And then, we didn't have the greatest nurse. Uh, Sienna was born just before midnight on June the 13th. And the nurse we had that night, the doctors and everything were awesome in delivery. But as soon as we got over to um, the area where they take you when the baby's born, that first nurse that we had, she basically came in, just told us that we need to nurse the baby. And when we attempted that, she just said, You're doing it wrong. And then she walked out. And I was like, Well, that was a really helpful. Thanks. So we've just gone through like hours and hours of. A very very challenging um, delivery. (laughs) You did not help us at all. And then she didn't come back, and the baby proceeded to just cry straight for the next twelve hours. And of course we were both exhausted. I felt really bad for Shar because she was absolutely done in, and there was very little that I could do at that point. Um, Shar was the only one that had the ability to feed the baby um, because the nurse hadn't come back, so we didn't know anything about formula or any of that stuff. And on top of all of that. Uh, Char had a like a minor cold going into this but because she did because she had a cough they had to put us on isolation the whole time and so the whole episode um, I was dressed up in like gown and gloves and mask and face mask and like looked like I was going into a friggin bio war zone um, just to hold my own daughter um, and be there and it was all hot and unpleasant um, to be in and then she had to wear a bunch of the same stuff as well. And they tested her twice, and she screened negative, and yet they still had us wearing all that stuff just because she was still symptomatic. And I was like, "This seems like overkill." But anyway, it wasn't fun. The first few days weren't fun. Um, the reason I'm telling you guys this is because it prompted me to think about this week's episode, which was I am definitely going through a a life transition, and. Uh, It's not the first transition I've gone through in my life. And if you're listening to this, you also have gone through a few big transitions in your life. And I learned a tool, I'm gonna say, well, I shouldn't give you the years because I don't actually exactly remember. I'd say back in 2011, I know that, or 2010, I guess was when I first learned this. So a decade ago, um, yeah, there's math, Eric. So a decade ago, I learned something about transitions and how to tackle them mentally to make it through a transition when you're going from your state of norm into a new state of norm. And especially if you're going through a transition that has challenges, how to look at that, how to tackle it. So, um, you know, since we brought baby home, there's been a number of additional challenges there. Um, She's definitely been getting better. We've been figuring things out And that plays into what I'm gonna share with you is like what this process looks like. But if I go back a decade, um, I first learned about this transition curve when I was getting trained to run a painting company with College Pro Painters. So I'd run my own painting company the year before, did a pretty poor job of it, um, to be frank, and then I, I got recruited, so to speak, by College Pro Painters, who at the time had a really good business training program and they showed me how to effectively run a business. And that was actually, um, I was already in my third year fourth year, I think fourth year of university um, studying business, and I can tell you that the training I did with college pro they taught me more in like four months than i 'd learned in four years of business school. but one of the things they first showed us was the concept of the transition curve and what that looks like um, and what it feels like as you 're going through it, so that you can prepare yourself for when things get tough. Um, so let me sh- share with this this with you. This is much better if I can do it visually, so I'm gonna try and talk you through, through what this looks like. And then also, um, when you're finding and looking for information with how to tackle these challenges, also understanding how you're taking in that information is also important in tackling uh, a new transition. So this really is gonna be an episode for you if you're going through transition. Um, now, it's gonna be a lot more relevant. And inevitably, if you're listening to this, you either have gone through transition or you will go through a major transition um, because that's what life's all about. So let's walk you through it. When, you, um, when you're in a position where life's kind of operating as normal, that means that you're operating within your, within your comfort zone within your, your bubble, so to speak. So you're like, okay, I have mastered the skills of life up until this point, I'm comfortable operating in this, in this bubble. And then there's gonna be something in life, sometimes you choose to make this transition, and often uh, life <laughs> chooses to make this transition for you where you are forced outside of your comfort zone, outside of your bubble. And there's a certain threshold here. So what happens? Going into a new transition, like into a new state of awareness, you go from your norm, your operating norm, and especially if you make the choice, if you're making the choice to uh, to transition, which obviously I'm going to encourage you to transition as much as possible. That's where growth comes from. Um, it's not a straight line. It's not like, okay, I'm sitting, if you guys imagine you're you're on a flat piece of land and You've got a, a line in the sand. The transition curve is not like, okay, there's that line in the sand and I'm just gonna step from where I'm at and I'm gonna step across that line and boom, all of a sudden I am across the line and I'm in a new, uh, a new reality. What it looks like, what it feels like, now that I'm giving you the analogy of geography, which wasn't my original plan, but let's roll with it. So what it feels like as opposed to just like, oh, I'm on a flat piece of land and I take a step and boom, here we are. Um, Just walking to the new transition or the new reality. What it is instead is the first step of this is as you're going into this new reality, step one is uninformed optimism, which means you don't know what you're getting yourself into, but you see where this could take you and you get excited about it. And you're like, okay, this is great. We're going to start doing this thing, this challenging thing, whatever it is. It's not even necessarily always that you know it's challenging but this new thing we're going to do this new thing it's going to be great it's going to be lovely um, and this definitely applies to business as well is saying okay we're going to try a new thing in business or just try a new business and you have this uninformed optimism because you have no idea really what you're getting yourself into and you start walking and then all of a sudden as opposed to being flat on this journey you hit this massive uphill and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize there was gonna be this massive uphill here. And you're slogging it out, you're slogging it out. And that is, as soon as you kind of hit midway through that uphill, that's point number two, where you have informed pessimism. So uninformed optimism is the first step here. Informed pessimism is the second step where you are like, oh, this is the this is the actual reality. This is what we're really in for and it is friggin' hard. Um and now all of a sudden you have context for what you actually are doing because before you started you didn't really know. <laughs> As this pertains to my daughter. Maybe I shouldn't tell you guys this, but um that first night I was so exhausted. Shar was so exhausted. She was not in a good state. Baby was screaming and I didn't sleep, but I did, I mean, my I'm, I had gone, I don't even know how many hours, at least 24 hours without sleep, and uh, if not more, probably more, a lot more actually now I'm thinking about it, and so my, I would like half doze off for a second, and I remember dreaming, or I would say more appropriately, having a nightmare that we had a kid, and it was screaming, and we could we didn't know what to do, and I was like, oh no. And I woke up from that nightmare and I woke right into the reality of it. And it was like, oh my gosh, it's true. I've got a kid and I don't know what to do. And I'm like, this is like the worst case scenario. I can tell you guys that now because um, we're only a couple of weeks into this now and uh, not even a couple of weeks, close to a couple of weeks. And it's already so much better. But that was my point of informed pessimism where I just was like, oh my gosh. Um, that's where it started there. And then the informed pessimism, this is where, um, this is where it gets really hard. So you were hitting a hill before now, this informed pessimism, it seems like you're just scaling a mountain peak and you're just like, this is so hard and I can't do it. And this is where you're, you're at the point where you want to give up. And just before you hit that mountain peak, you hit a point It's point number three. And this is your crisis of meaning. And that actually, that was really that was more my point where I was having nightmares and I was like, "There's no way I can do this." Um, So there's informed pessimism where you're like, "Okay, this is what we're in for," and then there's this point number three, crisis of meaning, where you're just before the mountain peak. This is like, oh, this is the worst. And point number three is really important because that crisis of meaning, that is where you get to decide who you are and how you're going to show up, and there are two different ways you can go. From crisis of meaning, you can give up. And giving up will take you to a point which is you crashing and burning. It's when you're absolutely done. And that's an option, that is like that is potentially, like people give up on things all the time. And actually I might address that. It's okay to give up on certain things. Here's when it's okay to give up. If you have another route or another way of getting to the same um, big goal in your life so if you've got a big thing where you say let's just talk about business for a second um, where you say okay I am bound and determined to run a successful business maybe in a, in an industry even that might be a little bit tight but I'm bound and determined to run a successful business and you do that for a year or six months a year two years three years five years and it's just a struggle and you're struggling it is okay to give up if you have an alternative plan for how else you're gonna get there because some routes are just impossible. Um, I have, a, I have a, a history, background, hobby <laughs> of mountaineering. And when we're scaling mountains, usually we know, like we do the research and we plan out what's the route um, to get there. But sometimes, and ironically, sometimes it's on the easier mountains where we say, okay, we didn't we didn't study the route because we can figure this out on our own. Sometimes you hit a point where you get to a point on the mountain, you say, we have to backtrack. We have to quit this way that we're going because if we keep going this way, we're gonna die. Like we're gonna hit a point where there's a the point of no return and we are absolutely screwed. So we can't keep going this way. That doesn't mean that we've given up on bagging that peak. That doesn't mean that we've given up on that mountain. So, what we have to do is we have to quit that route. We have to give up on that route. We backtrack, but then we still set our sights on the peak and say, how else do we get there? So there are times when it's okay to give up, as long as, in the big picture, um, you're still you're finding another alternative way of moving forward. Okay, so my site tangents over. There's a point where you hit that crisis of meaning. That's point number three. Um, point number four could be crash and burn, but the alternative to that is point number five, which is informed optimism and informed optimism this is where you know what you need to do you know what you're in in terms of your new reality you know that you're you're like okay we've we're figuring out that there are challenges that we need to tackle but you start to realize that you are capable of tackling those challenges you might not know how to tackle the challenges but you know that you have it in you to at least face them and figure them out cuz everything is figure outable. Um, that's something from Marie Forleo, she coined it, but I don't think it's from her necessarily. She's another business coach, but I I agree with that that terminology. Everything is figure outable. Everything you can figure out anything um, given enough determination you will figure it out. So, number 5 is informed optimism where you say, "Okay, I am on this mountain. I'm not giving up." I'm going to come up with a plan and we're going to tackle this peak even though it's hard and at least now we know what we're in for. Now we know um, how to do this. And you pick up skills along the way. I mean, even with us having a new kid. A couple of weeks ago, we were drowning. We were vastly uninformed with <laughs> what we needed to know. Even though I've like, Shar and I both read the baby books and did the whole thing, but it doesn't it can really prepare you so much until you're actually in it. Because every situation is unique every kid's unique every challenge is unique every business is unique Um, and that's I'm going to address that in a second too is how do you deal with the uniqueness of the situation that you're in so because it's unique there's going to be things that come up that you didn't read in the book and you're like oh well the book didn't talk about this now how do I deal with it and after making the conscious decision to say i'm not giving up which i in this case i can't i've got a kid i'm not giving up on the kid i'm not gonna take her back to the hospital and say hey will you guys take her back um so if that's not the case then i gotta deal with raising this kid right so uh i have to say all right informed optimism this is the situation that we're in um yeah there's certain challenges here specific to my child or specific to my business now how do i address those challenges and once you figure that out, the whole thing gets easier. And there's a point where you bag that peak and then you go to go to down. You get to go down the mountain. But the way that life works is you're not necessarily tackling the same mountain again and again and again. What you're doing is you're working your way through a mountain range. So yeah, you might be on the downhill side of that mountain where you start to figure things out and you get good at it. And that's where we hit uh, what we call flow. Flow is when you've got the skills to pull something off and you can do that without actually putting too much thinking into it, it's a high level task, but you've got the skills to pull it off. And that's where humans love to operate, is in that position of flow. Um, but the the goal for you, and for me, at least anyway, the goal for me is to say, okay, if I hit a state of flow, that's great, but I have to look at how do I challenge myself again? Because if I hit a state of flow, I want I want to level up from there. How do I get better even at this thing? And the only way to get better is to to push yourself harder until you're falling Um, i used to snowboard quite a bit and very simple saying there for myself was if you're not falling you're not learning if you're not falling that means you're not pushing yourself you're not challenging yourself hard enough um, you're not getting better if you're not falling you're not learning so you push and you push until you fail and when you fail then you figure out how to get around that you increase your capacity to take on that task so That's where you hit that informed optimism, and then you scale that peak, you make it down to the valley, but then you've got another one ahead of you because life is you continually crossing those thresholds, continually bagging those peaks. And so this process that I went through, quick recap, going from uninformed optimism to informed pessimism to having a crisis of meaning to um, potentially crashing and burning, hopefully not, um, and choosing instead to figure it out and move to informed optimism, that process happens every single time that you cross a new threshold and it's the only way to grow. So it's the only way to move forward is to keep going through that threshold again and again and again um, and expand your horizons. Now the last thing I want to address here with you guys, I learned this from a mentor of mine years ago and I think it was really, it's a concise but very important piece of information is that when it comes to tackling the uniqueness of your, situation when it comes to saying okay I'm, I'm pushing past my threshold into a new threshold and then there's something unique that you didn't get in the book so for instance i'll give you an example with our daughter um she's had a few things but one thing that's become a, a challenge is she she's unburpable um, and that might sound like a very simple thing but sh- what happens is if you can't burp your baby there's no way of them releasing gas and so she gets very, very cranky and then she'll stay up crying all night because she's super uncomfortable. And because she won't burp, we don't have, there's really no options. We've talked to doctors about it and, and there's things you can buy, but they'll only take you so far as far as medication goes. There's nothing, like the doctors are like, there's no cure all for this. There's no way of of um, absolutely curing this thing. Here's a few things that you can do, um, but there's no real way around it. So. That's unique to us, the books we've read, um, it's not necessarily like that prepared us because usually with most, most babies, that's not a massive problem. So what you need to keep in mind is unique to your situation. Um, and this, this is how you learn in this process. You have to realize that going into this is like learning a game of chess. You can go and you can read a book about the rules of chess and what that looks like, but the reason that you have people in your life, mentors or coaches or parents or uh, teachers, people that you're learning from, the reason that you have so many different people that you are learning from is because you're playing a game of chess. You're trying to be strategic with what your next move is gonna be. And there's no book that can teach you, here's how you play a game of chess. Um, because as soon as life makes a move, you have to make a counter move. And there's millions of moves that can be made, literally millions. So the solution is not like, okay, I'm gonna read a book and then everything's gonna go flawlessly. And this is something that you often see, at least I've seen for sure, when I'm doing my consulting or coaching, is in working with clients, clients are like, I wanna plan to get from point A to point B, and point B being, you know, success. Um, just give me the plan and then leave me alone. <laughs> and almost never does it work like that because there's there's no time when life allows you to just go from point A to point B. And there's not something that creeps up. So often, what you need is what is insight. And if I'm playing a game of chess, what I want to do is I want to get insight not from just one chess master, I wanna get insights from as many different master, like chess masters as possible. Um, and that's what it feels like having a new baby. We don't get uh, an opinion from one doctor or one lactation consultant or one nurse. We get opinions from multiple individuals. We might, for one problem, we might get the opinions of people who are experts in their field. We might get anywhere between three to, I don't know, six different experts on the same topic. And then strategically, that allows us to say, okay, if life throws us this curve and here's what we do in this specific situation, let's take the move that seems the most logical, most useful for us and let's make that move. Let's make it happen. But to just see one person or get one opinion, I think that can be a little bit dangerous. You wanna learn from people that know what they're doing, so don't learn from someone that's just got an opinion but it's never done it, I think that's very dangerous. Learn from people that have experience, know what they're doing, but there's many people out there that are masters in their field. Learn from multiple so that you could strategically, when life throws you a curveball, when life makes that chess move, you say, okay, there's not a rule for this is exactly how to play this. When life throws you that curveball, you take the opinion of masters that are out there and then you make your moves and you go and you move forward. So yeah you can have a plan, but the plan the plan often gets thrown out um that's sometimes that's just what life is. Life is a series of plans that you make, and ninety percent of them fail, so you have to replan you have to refigure it out at least in my life that's that's what it looks like ninety percent of them don't nothing like things don't go a hundred percent according to plan. There are curveballs that are thrown in there, so then that's where strategy comes in and strategy is based in insight and insight is based in experience and failure so i'm trying to shorten the curve by learning from people that have already gone and failed so that i don't have to and i fail plenty so i don't need i don't feel like i need to fail more than i do so um that's that's essentially that's what i want to share with you guys as far as the transition curve goes the points of the transition curve what that feels like and then also how to look at it and say it's not a rule book it's it's a game of chess where there's a bajillion moves that can be made and you're ability to figure things out part of that is reliant on getting opinions from a bunch of different grandmasters and saying what would you do in this scenario and that allows you to be strategic with it because just following the rules that can often often can get you into trouble if you're not taking into account all of the context of the situation all right so that's what i got for you um hope you guys enjoyed that episode if you're going through any transition and that helped you out be awesome to just hear from you get a review and and just let me know uh, whether you're getting anything out of the the podcast Um, if you want to reach out if you have any specific questions i know that episode wasn't really that specific to marketing or even tourism um, but is very very relevant i feel to life Uh, it definitely helped me out when i was going through my early transition curves just understanding what that looked like and felt like and saying that point where you just want to give up you know what that looks like, know what that feels like, and know that at that point, you actually have a choice. And you know that when you make that choice, know where that path is gonna take you. Um, so hopefully that helped you. And then also the same thing with the whole chess concept. Um, learn from a bunch of different people. Don't learn from just one because of the rule book. But yeah, if it helped you, <laughs> be uh, you can leave a review. Um, and if you have any questions that are marketing questions, tourism-related questions, business-related questions, you can submit those to info at tourism... Oh, no. Sorry. I was just going through the old email. Um, info at com. So that's info at tourismmanagementacademy.com. And be happy to get back to you uh, on that platform. All right. Cheers, guys. Hope you have a fantastic afternoon, morning, evening, whenever you're listening to this. And we'll see you guys on the next episode.